Hello, and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Rhys, and today this is episode number 73 of the coronavirus updates section of the podcast. And today we are going to be talking all about the various ups and downs in Spain and the relationship between FCO guidance, uh, quarantine guidance, all of that stuff and the UK's coronavirus relationship with with the Spanish government and Spanish travel. So this is going to be very much an information-heavy podcast. Um, I've been following this one fairly closely over the last, um, well, I know, week or so. I think it started on the... Uh, on the 25th, when the FCO guidance, uh, rather the Department of Transport guidance and FCO guidance changed. So uh, there will be updates throughout uh, from sort of things that have been happening for for a little little while. So I put them all into one big podcast once we really knew more of what was going to happen. Of course, we never really know what's going to happen in the future. Um, this almost proves that argument. But let's jump straight in. So what is actually happening in Spain? The Spanish government is getting quite worried about outbreaks of coronavirus in the regions of Catalonia and the surrounding area. I think it's Navarre uh, and uh, Aragon. I think those are the two other areas. So we're seeing rising cases. Now at the moment, we aren't seeing rising deaths. And that is why some people have called the actions of the government a little bit foolish uh, and too early. But what we have to remember, as I've said a number of times on the podcast, death is its a horrible term, but it is a lagging indicator. With coronavirus, they reckon it takes uh, a week or so for you to catch it, a week or so for it to infect other people, and uh, from there, a number of weeks for then hospitalisation, and then, in some cases, very sad circumstances, death. So whilst uh, the rising cases without the rising deaths is often seen as a cause for celebration, um, the the rising cases will probably lead to a rise in in deaths, and it's also important to note that a lot of the blame for this um, second wave, or if we're going to call it a second wave, is coming uh, and being levelled at uh, people, young people, who have been going out to clubs, and henceforth clubs have been closed in Catalonia. Um, but as we've seen from the course of the pandemic across other countries. Younger people less susceptible to the more serious health risks, so um, they are less likely to die, but they can still pass it on to more elderly people, perhaps more vulnerable people, which is a big cause for concern in the Spanish regions. So this has been building up for a little while. We've been seeing a small increase in cases, but um, there was minimal noise coming from the Spanish government. Uh, until they locked down uh, regionally. Uh, there wasn't much coming from other countries. And then um, on the 25th of July, at about a quarter past six, uh, I was on the, the government website checking the travel advice for Spain, and I saw a change. Uh, an update came through. And it was time to go into a, a media overdrive of sorts, uh, because at yeah about quarter past six, uh, we saw the Scottish government 
having a retweet of a BBC article saying that quarantine would be being reintroduced for visitors from Spain and from the islands, which was the start of what turned into a veritable snowstorm of um, coming out in new stages of essentially locking down Spanish and Spanish islands travel. So started with the Scottish government, that was around 6 o'clock, um, and then an hour or so later, maybe just a bit less, uh, we heard from the UK government, who were also going to introduce, or reintroduce rather, the two-week quarantine on travellers from Spain and from the islands. This, of course, having only been, um, well, having only been removed, this quarantine, uh, somewhere in the start of July. So it's not like it's been long um, since since this was uh, being removed. But anyway, that is a, a different point for a different time. So at first it was quarantine. And then, um, somewhere around 7.30, um, a Sky commentator, I can't remember which one, uh, I saw a, a tweet from him uh, saying, uh, FCO guidance changing. Okay. So first we have the Department of Transport who control uh, the incoming quarantine flights and the home department. Now time for the FCO to change. You'd think it comes naturally after the bringing in of a quarantine, and to be fair, it probably does. Um, the Foreign and Commonwealth Office guidance changed on the 25th of July as well. This changed in relation to mainland Spain. And for mainland Spain, the FCO guidance turned into advice against all but essential travel. Um, and this was different to the, the the original quarantine guidance because this was regional. Obviously, all the outbreaks are happening on mainland Spain right now. Uh, the Canaries and Balearics were uh, not included in this original piece of FCO guidance. And to some, that seems very fair. Of course, if there are regional lockdowns happening, you would expect uh, the reaction to those lockdowns to also be regional. Um, so with with the focus on mainland Spain and not the islands, um, travellers to Spain in a very clear position. If you go, the FCO is advising against. Um, and if you're coming back, two-week quarantine. Travellers to the islands, the FCO was still advising in... F uh, well, not saying um, you can't go. The advice against all but essential travel was not in place for the Canaries and Balearics. But there's still a two-week mandatory quarantine when coming back from uh, the Canaries and Balearics, just as there would be were you coming back from Spain. Some people thought, well, that, that's very weird. Right now, sitting where I am in my home, um, I am closer to Barcelona than the Canary Islands are. Barcelona being the perceived epicentre of this new uh, second wave in Spain. So some people were thinking, well, hang on. What is actually going on here? Either uh, the islands are safe to fly to, therefore they should be safe enough to um, not have a quarantine from, excuse me, <clears throat> or they aren't, therefore people should be being told, hang on, you shouldn't fly there, the advice should be against all but essential travel, 
and then and then the quarantine as well for people coming back because either it's safe or it isn't. You can't have a halfway house. Now, um, there was pressure from some groups to start lifting the quarantine on the Canaries and Balearics. By the 27th of July, we knew that wasn't going to happen. Do you know how we knew that? Because the FCO changed their guidance again. Not only now is mainland Spain advice against all but essential travel in operation, it is now in operation for the Canaries and Balearics. And at the time of recording, I stress this because it literally changed overnight twice. Uh, I stress at the time of recording, that is the situation. The quarantine remains in place. That's two weeks, although there have been rumours it will be brought down to 10 days for uh, some from the lower risk areas. But still two weeks quarantine on return from Spain and the islands of Spain. And now the Foreign and Commonwealth Office uh, has uh, the all but essential travel advice. Uh, basically, don't go unless you have to uh, in place for Spain and the islands. So that's the current legal situation sorted. To give you some emphasis on how soon this happened, um, the Transport Secretary, Grant Shapps, at the Cabinet table, um, previously a chair of the Conservative Party, uh, he is fairly senior uh, in, in the government and in the Conservative Party. He flew out to Spain to start a holiday on Saturday uh, the 25th. He was reportedly unaware of the changes to the quarantine measures, which happened later that day. Came into effect the next morning, but happened later that day. That just gives you uh, a flavour of just how quickly everything changed. Um, Now, the UK isn't the only country that is worried about a second wave in Spain. Germany, reportedly uh, trying to minimise travel there, they are putting out advice against going to uh, the regions that are most um, heavily affected. The same with France, who obviously share a land border with Spain. They are getting a little bit jumpy about um, possible uh, border travel, which understandable. Again, if if your country is right next to a COVID hotspot, you should probably be taking steps to stop people travelling from that hotspot into your country. Fair enough. Um, Currently, uh, they have not instituted a national plan to stop people flying to Spain, to stop people travelling to Spain, to stop people from Spain, sorry, travelling back to them. But you can see that uh, internationally, it is not everyone turning to look at the United Kingdom and go, well, what have you done that for? It's people turning to look at Spain and going, ah, Yes, that's actually a bit of a worry. We need to start to implement our own measures. Now, given uh, how much the government advice has changed recently, uh, you would be forgiven for wondering if uh, that advice was not likely to change again. Uh, In fact, I thought that uh, up until um, the interviews that I'm about to, to detail. Boris Johnson, in recent days has come out and has essentially just doubled down and doubled down and doubled down. Um, Not seeking to 
flip-flop around making a, oh, this could be regional, we are looking into this. Um, Boris Johnson has come out and basically at every opportunity he's had, he has defended the policy of changing the FCO guidance, saying we need to be careful of a second wave in Spain. You don't come out and defend something to the hilt if you're going to change it in the next week. Or if you do, you better have a damn good excuse. So for that reason, I don't see the government doing a 180 on their advice. Uh, perhaps we should see we could see minor changes to allow for regions, maybe uh, the reduction of quarantine uh, on return from the Spanish islands and so the Balearics and Canaries from 14 days to 10 days. Maybe something like that to make it slightly more regional. But I don't see the government changing the FCO guidance on mainland Spain or on Spain and the islands as a whole. Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe Dominic Raab is going to pull out a, a white rabbit from the hat and say that this is all brilliant now, we can make these changes. But based off of what the Prime Minister has said, and even if it might be sensible to do some of the, the regional changes, purely based off a political face-saving analysis, it would look stupid for the Prime Minister to be out there one day defending to the hilt these quarantine restrictions and the FCO guidance, and then three, four, five days later, oh, it's fine. We're, even when we know the lag time certain things have. Maybe in the middle of next month, in the middle of August, we could see uh, a rollback, but I just don't really see that happening now. All of this flip-flopping around with the Spanish guidance has really shown the tourism industry uh, and has worried some people in it. Um, obviously, they had only just got used to the idea that they would be able to be taking bookings again for places like Spain. And Spain, which has such a strong tourism sector and relies on it so heavily, uh, was definitely looking forward to a relaxation of people's quarantine and um, travel restrictions, therefore seeing more uh, more travel. But um, this has raised some questions. The Spanish government is not entirely happy with the, the, the national way in which Britain has approached this, but again, they do seem to be um, the, the minority on the international stage, and you would expect them to defend and stand up for their own uh, tourism sectors. It's, it's their national economy at stake here. Um, but also, um, the travel companies flying out, are they going to be flying out? Will they fly empty planes out? There are big questions for people like EasyJet, BA, Ryanair, um, TUI we know have been uh, cancelling flights, so you can't fly out, but they are still flying the plane out. They just fly it out empty, and they're using it to take people back who want to come home. That's one way of doing it if you're an airline. You still get sort of half of the, the fare. Um, some people will probably still go against FCO advice, and they are uh, within their right to do that, travel to and from the countries that's not banned. Uh, but they have to be careful because when you're out there, if the FCO is advised against it, it will probably invalidate your insurance policy. So look into insurance policies um, the FCO advice changing is probably a good claim on most people's insurance policies. You have to check into the small print, make sure to look down all the way for general exclusions and things like that to make sure things are covered. Um, but people travelling to Spain, uh, now the government has implemented the FCO advice, should probably be able to get some or all of their money back 
and in um, less optimal circumstances, airlines are also offering uh, switches and vouchers, which I know might not be uh, the best, but they are still there. Uh, anyway, that is sort of as much of a roundup of the Spanish situation as I can fit into 15 minutes or just over 15 minutes. Uh, I'm still trying to keep my podcast at that length. I know loads of them have gone over now, but I do try and uh, rein them back in when they do. So that is now all the time we have for today on the Politics Unboxed podcast. So I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you all around again soon for the next episode of the podcast. And until then, goodbye. Mm-hmm.